Hi and welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. I'm Vicky Shevlin. I founded Social Work Sorted, which is an online platform for newly qualified social workers. This podcast is a recording of an Instagram live. It's all about the skill sessions that I offer, but it also talks about some of the offers of coaches and mentors for social workers that I've seen online. I share some of the things that I have done to protect myself as a business and as an independent social worker in the hope that it will support students and new social workers to carefully screen any offers of support that they are getting. I'd welcome any feedback on this episode or any of the information that I've shared and I hope you find it helpful. The skill sessions that I offer They are just that, skill sessions. And the reason I offer them is because I find that I come into contact with newly qualified social workers who might be feeling like they have imposter syndrome, like the job isn't right for them, like they can't do anything right, feeling really unsure about whether they've made the right decision, either panic, just in such a state of anxiety and they can't figure out what it is. And I often find that when I delve a little bit deeper, there is a skill that is either not developed, there might be something that they just haven't been shown. So an example that I give all the time is meetings. I get new social workers who say, get imposter syndrome every time I chair a meeting. And I'll dig a bit deeper and maybe they've just never seen anybody chair a meeting that has been really calm and where conflict has been resolved and that has run on time, where there's been a clear agenda, but it's not been too fixed or formal. And so the reason that I do that, the reason why I choose to help you focus on the skills is because one, it's what I'm good at. It's my strength. My strength is taking something that is overwhelming and using my experience, my knowledge and my training and teaching style to break that down into something that isn't overwhelming anymore, something that is practical and tangible. But also because I want you to get the most out of every session. They are 60 minutes long, so now we're long. And if you focus on a specific skill or a specific area, whether it's around communication, boundaries, a specific task, assessments, writing up, that's not just going to help you tomorrow. It's going to help you the day after and the day after that. And if you can hone a specific skill, it's going to help you for the rest of your ASYA, for the rest of your career. So I find that it has the most longevity in terms of you getting the most out of a session. The other reason that I focus on skills is about safety, your safety and my safety, because I cannot have you telling me case information. So sometimes people might come to a skill session, they might give me a brief outline anonymously of something that is happening for them. They're giving me a tiny bit of context about a case, but they're not breaching anonymity or confidentiality. If I wasn't focusing on skills, and giving you something that you can take with you through your career, it would really run the risk of you oversharing information that you shouldn't be sharing. And if I wasn't focusing on skills and I wasn't acting in a safe way, I could very well get more information out of you that you shouldn't really be sharing. And it could turn into a supervision session. It wouldn't be supervision because I can't give you supervision. But that is one of the dangers of working with somebody and when there's no clear boundaries about what it is that they're actually going to do in the session. It's not fair on you. It's not fair on the families that you work with. And there is a really high risk of that happening. It's dangerous and unfair to you because if you're working with somebody and they start saying, oh, I really wouldn't do that. It doesn't sound like you should do that with this case. You should do this with this. I don't know the whole context. I could never know the whole context. And it runs the risk of you as a new social worker 
potentially vulnerable and if you're in a place of not knowing everything and having information for the first time going into work on Monday morning and giving a piece of misinformation or maybe having a discussion with your manager that isn't fully informed and so that is why I talk specifically around skills and again with the collective with my membership everything focuses around your skills in practice and case studies yes but without you having to breach any of your ethics and your values in terms of confidentiality. So first, if you're interested in joining me for one of the skill sessions, I have two available for the rest of the year and I'm going to close the booking on Sunday just so I can be really clear about what I'm doing and when in my calendar. But if you want the information, then just comment skill in the comments of this live or DM me the word skill, or if you're listening on the podcast, then you can go to the show notes and all the information will be there. But it is for you if you are looking at either developing your skill to reduce overwhelm, reduce anxiety, maybe around career progression, maybe you really wanna hone something down, maybe there is a theme running through work for you at the moment where you are particularly struggling. Um, It's for you if you want to work on that for an hour, come out feeling calm, come out feeling confident, go into 2024 without that panic, without that overwhelm, without that anxiety. The second thing I want to talk about, I talked about a little bit, is those, what I would say, red flags in terms of coaching and being really specific about what I don't do and what I won't do. So like I said, I will not give you supervision because that would be dangerous because I'm not even in a position to give you supervision. Unless you are working in a country where people have independent supervisors, like often happens in Australia, if you're in the UK, from what I know, if you're working for a local authority or you're a student on placement, you shouldn't be seeking supervision from somebody independent. And if you are going down the route of getting mentoring and coaching support, nobody should be giving you specific case advice or asking you for specific case details. You can give outlines without breaching confidentiality. But if you're getting into the remit of an intricate t- case discussion, I would say that is getting or veering into dangerous practice for both people involved. If you are seeking out a coach or a mentor, there are some things that I would look out for if I was you. I'm going to share some of the things that I do to protect myself so that if you're also looking to be in a coaching and mentoring space, you can maybe start to think about these things as well. And again, please share this with people because I think it's important and we're in an age of disinformation and I don't want to contribute to that. I want to support. So if you're looking for that support, um, and it's outside of social work sorted. The first thing that I would do is, and it sounds really obvious, but ask, who is this person? Can you see their name? Can you go and check that they're a registered social worker? That's the first step because I've just done my CPD last week, so I should still be on there. But if somebody is offering you some sort of support and working independently, they need to be a social worker. So that's the first thing you should do to check. And if someone is asking you to, reach out to them or share informa- share your information with them, even if it's your email address. You need to know who's at the other end of that email address. It could literally be anybody. I've made mistakes like that before. I've had really generic email addresses without having my name. I started this account and I didn't share my name. And at the time I wasn't offering anything in terms of skill sessions or things like that, but I could have been anybody. So just start to get really mindful of that because I obviously being in this space I see different things pop up all the time so first of all who is that person 
Can you find their credentials? I don't offer coaching because I'm not a coach. Haven't done any training. Lisa Ran, she runs the Dear Social Work podcast. She is a coach. You, it's really easy to find that she is has done her training and is qualified and that's why she offers coaching. So if somebody's offering you something, just confirm that they're in a position to offer it. The other things that I would say, just making sure I've got all my notes, what is that person gonna do with your information? Because if you're sharing information, your name, maybe like financial details, if you are signing up to a coaching or mentoring or whatever service, what is that person going to do with your information? Do they have a privacy policy, terms and conditions? If you're signing up to websites, you know, do you have to tick that you agree to certain terms and conditions first? Be really clear on what they're going to do with your information. And if you're having sessions with somebody ask them or it should be in their policy in terms of recordings what are they going to do with the recordings do you get a copy of the recordings how long are they kept for when do they destroy them particularly if you're sharing things um and I, and I know this happens people escalate into conversations but if that's recorded and you don't know what's going to happen with that recording and there's no terms and conditions around it it's really unsafe for you be get as specific as possible of that make sure that you're checking up with it are they clear about what they offer and why again boundaries I'm really clear that I'll talk to you about skills and you can give me a little bit of context in terms of what you're working with the things that you're struggling with but our focus will be on a specific skill so I've had somebody who is struggling with they felt they were struggling with a a specific case but by asking them questions not about the case but asking them questions about them I was able to find that actually it was about the professional's professionals and in inverted commas that they were working with and it was also about threshold and child protection processes so actually the skill underneath that is around communication boundaries written skills including writing emails getting information about people self-care managing your own response to situations and then separately about threshold child protection understanding what threshold is a review of section 31 so it's those things will have more longevity and I can be really clear that is what I will offer within that session rather than it becoming a very dangerous unauthorized case discussion so just make sure that you understand what that person is offering you again coaching is quite specific mentoring is quite specific so you deserve to know what that entails you just want to pay somebody for them to have a chat and again when you're in a really vulnerable position and you feel like you really need help or support, it can, people can prey on that. Just be careful. Remember that you do have autonomy over it as well. The final thing that I wanted to talk about is around safeguarding, obviously. Is that included in their policy? Are you really clear that there have been times before I've just had to shut down conversations because it veers into that sharing information and I have that person's details but I don't necessarily know what local authority that they work in or where they are based and so we need to be really careful about what's being shared and why it's being shared and that's again why there's a problem around sharing specific details on practice that I would like you all to be really aware of and anybody that is offering that support what they're aware of insurance is the person first of all is the person registered as an independent social worker or are they registered either as a business or self-employed if you go on their website they should have a registered business address which will tell you whether they are registered as a business or registered as a sole trader that's what I am are they members of any 
like regulatory bodies like Federation of Small Businesses? Are they a member of organisations like Basword? Do they have specific insurance around practising independently? Or, and these are all things that I didn't know what things that I now have. If they deliver training, is it accredited? I have CPD accredited training. It went through a process of review to make sure that it meets certain criteria. Not all my training is has that CPD logo. That's why I often refer to it as a resource because I've been in consultation with Baswa and Baswa advised me to actually talk more about my work being a resource because a resource is one of many. So it's about having that rigor and being able to know and understand that the person that you're working with holds themselves to a certain level of accountability. You may or may not know at the bottom of all my podcasts, it's really clear. It says, I can't remember off by heart, but it says, I want you to use your critical thinking skills when you listen to this podcast. It's not a specific training. It's not peer reviewed. So whilst I'll be sharing information, and like with any of my masterclasses, you'll get a reference list, a reading list. It will include theory. You will know what has gone into it. I, it's still important that you know that my work is not officially peer reviewed. And so I know how useful it is to all of you. I know that it's going to be helpful. And I do all these things to create that level of accountability for myself. But I also encourage you to think critically about it, like with all information and in my opinion, anybody who is offering you some kind of service or support as an independent social worker should be able to answer all those questions before they offer you that support. I hope this was helpful. Like I said, it's come off the back of a lot of questions that I've had and I've had to be really clear again about what I don't do. I won't coach you. I won't mentor in the sense that for me, mentoring is something that happens over a long period of time. And what I can offer and what I believe you will get the most value of and my strengths is in a skill session that will set you up for the rest of the year. Yes, it might just be 60 minutes, but you'll get the audio recording. That's all I keep, the audio recording. You can listen to it again and again. Um, I'm always here for support anyway or any questions. And there's always podcasts and Instagram and different um, content on blogs to help you. But if you are looking for that higher level support, then that is what I am here for. Um, and if you are watching this and you're looking to move into training or coaching and mentoring and I've said anything and you're thinking oh I've not done that or I've missed that or that's not on my website or that's a big gap I'm here I offer strategy sessions around that as well because I know how it feels I had all these teething issues when I was starting out as well and I want to make sure that yeah whatever's out there and being offered to students and new social workers is as good as it can be. Do let me know if this was helpful or not. You can drop it in the comments and any questions that you have in the comments as well. Thank you and I'll see you soon.